Drive Time Devotions is a Saddleback Church podcast. We want to invite you to one of our weekend services. Visit us online at saddleback.com for locations and service times in your area. Please visit us this weekend. Welcome to our final day of looking through 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to focus again on what we talked about yesterday with God's Word. God's Word is inspired, it's God-breathed, and it's God-breathed so that God can be at work in our lives. I want to focus on two verses that we read yesterday, but we didn't focus on yesterday, verses 16 and 17. All Scripture is God-breathed, we focused on that, but then going on, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, Paul is writing Timothy, his son in the faith, so he says the man of God might be thoroughly equipped for every good work, but obviously, if he was writing a woman, he would say the woman of God. We're all to be equipped for the good works, the things that God wants us to do. And God's word is what equips us to live life in this world, to serve others in this world, to love God and love others in the way that he wants us to. And how does God's word do that? Four specific ways. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. Those are the four ways that God's word works in my life and in your life in order that I might be equipped to live life in this world. And once I understand that, then I'm not confused. When I'm rebuked by God's word, I don't think, what's going on here? I realize God is at work in my life because he wants to give me the kind of life that makes a difference in this world. Somebody on our research team said about these verses 16 and 17, I need to tattoo these verses on myself. I'm not necessarily recommending that, but I hear what they're saying. These are incredibly important verses in God's word. And these four words, teaching, reproof, correction, training. Those are words I need to understand. And so I want to take some time today to talk about the meaning of these words. When God says that he works in my life through these four ways, what's he talking about? Let's unpack this a little bit. First, God's word works in my life through teaching. This word, teaching, the aim of it is the highest possible development of the talents of the one who's learning, the student. It's used, of this word would be used in the day of Paul of a choral instructor whose task was to train the musical chorus for the greatest public performance, to train them to all work together in an incredible way, to be at their very best. In the Jewish faith, the translation of the Torah, the law, into directions for the life of the individual, that was teaching. It was, how do I do this in everyday life? If you want a single word for it, it would be the word development. Saddleback Church is a life development church. We want to develop the kind of life that God wants in our lives. And a picture of that is like the development of a photographic negative. You want to bring all the color out. You want to bring all the richness out. That's what God wants to do in your life. There are gifts that God has put into your life. Through teaching, he wants to bring them out. There's character that God's put into your life. Through teaching, he wants to bring it out. There are passions that God has put into your life. Through teaching, he wants to bring it out. Through the teaching of God's word, He wants to bring those things out. That's the power of teaching. That's how God's word works in my life. It works through teaching. It also works through reproof. Reproof is convincing a person of the error of their ways and then pointing them on the right path. It's both and. It has the root meaning of showing someone his sin and then summoning him to repentance. The word reproof, it doesn't just mean to blame someone. It has the idea of revealing. Behind this is the idea of revealing or exposing and the idea of setting someone right. 
to point away from sin and to the new life that God has for us, to the life of repentance. So in a word, I would give it the word direction, God's new direction for life. If I'm on a road and I'm headed the wrong way and I go into a gas station or something, I get so lost that as a man, I'm really desperate. I actually ask for directions and I say, how am I doing? And the person says, you are headed the wrong way. I'm not going to leave the station and say, I didn't like that guy. I mean, he wasn't positive at all. No, I'm going to accept it as a reproof. I'm going the wrong direction. But then he's also going to say, you need to go back here, make a turn here, and do this, and then you'll be headed the right way. I need to hear that. I need to hear that for my life. I need to hear that for the way that I parent, for the way that I think. I need to hear that for the way that I treat other people, the kind of words that I use. God's truth should not only show me what's wrong, it also shows me how to get right. Reproof, it's not pointing a finger, it's pointing the way. That's what God's word does in our lives. Now, if I'm prideful, it'll feel like God's just pointing a finger at me. But if I'm humble, I'll realize that God's pointing the way for me. Teaching, reproof, and then correction. This is a wonderful word. It's it's got the idea of restoration, reestablishment, reformation, the, the idea of correction. It's got the idea behind it of to raise someone up again. And if I had to use a single word for what this correction is all about, I'd use the word design. Now, why design? Because it's a word that's all about the kind of holiness that God wants to put into our lives. Correction means returning to our original design. When you correct something, that means that a mistake has happened and you want to erase that mistake and get it back to where it belongs. This word is full of the new life that God wants to put into your life. The truth is, there is a fall that has happened in this world. It happened with Adam and Eve, and we all need correction. And there is a new life that God wants to give you because of Jesus Christ. That is the correction, the only correction that can put us on the right path. That's the new life. Reproof means that the Bible points out God's direction in our lives. Correction means that God renews us from within. One is direction, the other is resurrection. He wants to do a resurrection of hope and of life and of strength and of power in you. He wants to begin to bring out who he has made you to be because of Jesus Christ. Teaching, reproof correction, and then training. The idea of training is practical wisdom, training in righteousness. That's helping someone to learn how to act in a righteous way as a part of their everyday life, as a part of their personality. And this word training, there is an idea behind it that most of us don't like at first. In some versions of the Bible, this word training is translated discipline everywhere else except for here. It has the idea of discipline behind it. And maybe we don't like to face that, but in a word, I would call this discipline. Training is discipline. If I'm going to train to be better at some sport, it's going to take the discipline of being in the weight room and of running the plays. If I'm going to train to be better as someone who might sing a song very well, I'm going to have to work and discipline myself in practice. If I'm going to train to be better at anything in life, it's going to take discipline. And this takes discipline. I'm not talking about discipline in terms of punishment. I'm talking about the discipline that's all about personal accountability. And what we're talking about here is our growth as God's children. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace, training in righteousness for those who have been trained by it. So these two verses fit together. These verses that we've just read together, they're all about God's word working in my life and in your life to grow us through development, through direction, 
through design, through discipline, through teaching and reproof and correction and training. God wants to make a difference in your life. If you want to be involved in something that will help you to grow, be absolutely sure that it's centered on God's Word. All of us struggle with spending time in God's Word. If you've struggled, don't feel guilty. You're just like a lot of other people. So let's grow together in this one. USA Today poll I read a while back said only 1% of Americans read the Bible every day. Half of Americans read it less than once a month, including never at all. So a lot of us struggle with letting God's Word be a part of our lives. God's Word can't do these things, the, the teaching that I need, the correction that I need, the reproof, the training, if I don't let it become a part of my life. If you feel guilty, I haven't let it become enough a part of my life. You're listening to Drive Time Devotions right now. You've made this good decision. Now make some other decisions and encourage people around you to make those decisions. Because the truth of the matter is, 2 Timothy 3.16 is telling us God's word gives us freedom. Teaching, God's word frees us from confusion. Reproof, God's word frees us to admit mistakes, frees us from our pride. Correction, God's word frees us to see solutions, who God wants us to be. And training, God's word frees us to become all that God desires. Sometimes we get off the path even way off. It is God's word that will bring us back. If you're off the path right now, does that mean that hope is lost? Absolutely not. He wants to be at work in your life. Let his word become a part of your life, and you're going to see these things happen in your life. It is God's guaranteed promise. Let's pray together. Thanks, Father, for your word. You gave it to us. It's this incredible gift. So first, we want to tell you how much we appreciate the gift. But then, Lord, we also... We ask that you help us to treat the gift in a way that allows you to be at work in our lives. We pray that your word would become more a daily part of our lives, whether it's reading a verse a day or 10 verses a day or a chapter a day. Let us begin to allow your word to make its way into our hearts and lives. And as your word changes us, instead of pridefully giving ourselves the glory, help us to give you the glory. Because God, it's you. It's you working in us through your word to us. Help us to realize how personal that is, how intimately you want to change us, but also help us to remember how powerful that is. God, your word has the power to do what nothing else can do, change a human heart. Thank you that you can change our hearts through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Next week, we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 together. We're going to look at Paul's last words to his son in the faith. These are powerful words next week about real life.